0: share a little part of this beautiful Saturday with you all. Today we have a great lineup with former BYU football linebacker Isaiah Kapusi coming on to discuss balancing football and family and what he expects from BYU football this season. Plus in honor of the movie Top Gun Maverick would blew my mind. We're going to discuss which BYU athlete or coach you would want as your ultimate wingman. Joining me now to break it all down is the one and only Jason Shepard. What's up Shep?
1: What's up, Lauren? I am so glad that we're going to talk about, uh, obviously sports, but the fact that we're yeah. going to talk a little uh, Top Gun Maverick, the movie, I loved it. Very rarely, Lauren, can the expectations yeah. be so high, and, you know, all, Rotten Tomatoes, it was like 97% for a while, it was like at 100%, and so you go in like, alright, it cannot live up to this hype, <laughs> and then it did, and it was amazing. And it
0: does! It and was amazing. Are... I lo- It really got me, Shep. But I, I have to say, for those of you who have not seen it, it is a little corny. There's a little cheesiness. There, It's, it's predictable the in ways. It was the 80s, and they used some of the same music. <laughs> it's so good. Really nostalgic if you've seen the first one. But if you haven't seen the first one, it is still a phenomenal film. And it is because of the cinematography. It just was out of this world. Like, nothing I've ever seen. I I was, like, giddy in the movie theater, ship watching this, like, with anxiety. Like, I just am like, I've never felt this, I don't think, watching a movie in the theater. It was really fun. Yeah, it It was was It was
1: a lot of fun. And the way that they begin the movie from the very opening scene, like, it had me. It had me. It was great.
0: Love me some Tom Cruise. So it had the biggest Memorial Day weekend opening of all time. And his 300-
1: biggest opening ever.
0: Yes. Which, Which is, is crazy, yes right? To, you, think, you about, think of all he's done? Yes. It's
1: nuts Mission to impossible. think.
0: Mission Impossible. Well,
1: I mean, e- everything. Whether it was, I mean, you can even go back into the 80s and 90s with some of this. Jerry Maguire, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, the fact that this was his biggest opening weekend ever, at this I mean, he's what? He's close to 60, right?
0: He's 59. He's 59.
1: Yep. What What a... And, and, it, and, and I think some other people have brought this up. I, I would say maybe today, maybe uh, you could probably get some people that would argue maybe The Rock would fit into this. But to me, like an old school movie star, it's Tom Cruise. Like he's, he's oh, the yeah. last of a breed. You know what I mean? Like, like really his is. type of movie star... Persona doesn't exist very much anymore, and like I said, may, some people can make an argument. Maybe, maybe The Rock fits in, but he's still he's still newer than Tom Cruise. So I, I mean, I realize this show is not for us to promote Top Gun: Maverick, but man <laughs> alive, go see this movie!
0: And honestly, this is like beating a dead horse because. And the media talks about it incessantly, but Tom Cruise does his own stunts. I know that is what the great the, you just got to respect the guy. Yeah, you just got to respect him. And I'm proud to say I contributed twenty dollars to that three hundred million so yeah. dollars. Did, so did, uh, so did plus, I, the Shepherds plus, plus seven dollars or whatever it is for popcorn because you got to do it. <laughs> um, but it featured a tender scene between Maverick and Iceman, which really got me thinking. All right, Shep, which former or current BYU athlete or coach would you want as your ultimate wingman? Who you got?
1: Okay, so are we doing one of each or just one, yeah, or one of the others. Okay, all right. One so, okay, I'm going to go with my former first, okay? okay? And I actually had a couple that I had thought about. But at the end of the day, I landed on Ty Detmer. Because okay. there are qualities of a wingman that I think you have to have. And one of yeah. them I think near the very top if not the very top is trustworthy. You got to trust your Absolutely. wingman, right? I trust Ty Detmer. Yep. Like the, I tr- Ty Detmer is not going to lead me astray. So I am I, I believe in Ty Detmer. So I'm going to go with my my former Cougar uh, wingman is going to be Ty Detmer. Um,
0: and Ty has that the that country charm. Yes. About I, I, him I trust, that you him. Just trust I trust oh, him. Yeah. I so got that, you. that's where All I'm right. going.
1: So are you going to do your former and then we'll both okay. do currents?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Okay. For my pick for a former player, uh, I got to go with Jackson Emery. So here's why. Jimmer was the star, right? There's no denying that or getting around it. But it also made him very exposed. And he was always the target for every team. Everyone, you got to be imagining with me now, you know, having a wingman flying out there. So Jimmer was always the target for every team. And that's where Jackson Emery came in. Jackson was willing to do all the dirty work to protect Jimmer and let him do what he did best. He was extremely talented and smart. He was quick. And a good decision maker, he was the Mountain West Conference Defensive Player of the Year in 2011, which helped out Jimmer since he didn't play much defense. uh, He's a guy you'd want as your wingman, the perfect support system so you can do what you need to do to win without having to think too much about who's behind you. He's someone who will always have your back. Jackson Emery. I love the
1: rationale. I think it's great. You put you yep. you definitely put more thought into yours than I
0: did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, no, but I love I love what you said, Jackson. That's a, that is a perfect like he he was on a team that had the most dominant player in college basketball on it. Yeah, but yet first of all, Jackson was still able to be successful, but he also supported Jimmer and allowed Jimmer to be Jimmer because there were some yep. things that Jimmer didn't have to worry about because Jackson took care of it. I love that. It's great.
0: And and you think of you think of the movie you think of Maverick in the movie he's kind of he's kind of a Jimmeresque type guy where it's like I'm gonna do things my way, and not that Jimmer was like super cocky or anything he just he just did things his way and he needed a supporting cast he needed a good wingman and there was Jackson Emery okay I all like right, it all right so who do you who do you have as your current wingman
1: see this one was the one that that I struggled with currently because there's so many people that I could go with, but I I, I guess where I fell on this was I'm going to stick with football again and I'm going to go with another quarterback, and if we're going with current quarterbacks, I think everybody knows where I'm going to go. I'm going to say Jaron Hall. Mm -hmm. uh, Jaron Hall is one of those guys that has proven that he can do multiple things. We know his athleticism. We know what type of an athlete he is. We know that this is a guy that can Run with the football, but I think what he and we've known this, but I think he proved to a lot of other people over the last over last season was his ability to throw the football. And so I like the fact that he can do multiple things, and if in whatever the situation calls for, he can he has the skills to be able to handle whatever you throw at him. So that's why Mm. I'm going with Jaron Hall as my current.
0: I like that. I like that one a lot. And he has that really even killed demeanor, which I think you need in a wingman. So as far as current coaches slash players for me, I got to go with Kalani Satake ship. I feel like the guy is loyal to a fault, right? Extremely loyal. You can trust him, which is something you said is uh, very important in a wingman. He's a team first guy. He's intimidating when he wants to be. And he's really funny. Yeah. So he's a, he has everything you'd want in a wingman. He'll hype you up before you got to go in the air. Uh, when tensions are high, he'll know how to make you laugh, to help you relax. And then when it's time to hunker down and get things done, he can dial it in, and he's going to keep you safe. He's going to have your back. So I got to I got to go with Kalani Sataki.
1: You know, and the other thing about Kalani, how many times do we ask questions to Kalani about him? Or, hey, you did a great job with this, and he puts it on he other people. He defers, yeah. So I, I love that because uh, the, his personality is perfect for that. I think that's a great one.
0: Uh, and I kind of went back and forth between he and Heather Olmstead as well mm-hmm. because Heather Olmstead ha- also has that really even-keeled demeanor, which honestly, if you think about having a wingman, you need somebody like that. Like you need someone that's in these high tension situations is going to, I love that we're talking about this. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> high tension situations is going to be able to kind of keep their cool and have your back and they're not going to freak out. And Heather Holmes said, just knows how to win. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, that, she would, that would be another to, great one. She'd be a great, uh, a wingman. All right. Here's what you guys said on Twitter at S dot said Jay swag daddy would be a great wingman and there'd never be a dull moment. And he'd never quote unquote drop the ball hey yo! See, he is Uh, actually
1: one of the ones that I considered for my former player. He and uh, Taysom Hill were the other two that I considered as my former player wingman.
0: I like it. I I think uh, Jay Swag Daddy would be a phenomenal wingman. Honestly, just if nothing else, to be entertained during the whole play. Yeah, he would make Uh, sure that
1: there was not a dull moment ever.
0: (laughs) That's right. ABB Jones said, "Uh, can I choose Jerem Jordan? He'll unexpectedly throw out scripture and pop culture references and make me laugh. Or Jimmer, because no matter the question, the answer is always Jimmer. Uh, <laughs> would you, Shep, have Jerem Jordan as a wingman? Sure, i trust
1: Jerem. Absolutely. I'd have Jerem <laughs> as my wingman. Look, we're, we're kind okay. of like wingman when I fill in uh, yeah, on Sports Nation. So, like, yeah, you I'm, are. But in that scenario, uh, usually I'm his wingman.
0: That's right. See? You have his back. I have yep. his
1: back in those situations. But, yeah, we kind of, you know, in, in a, certainly the the stakes are not as high Hosting uh, BYU Sports Nation as it would be like to going into <laughs> battle, but uh, yeah, I'd have no problem with that.
0: You would be a great wingman, Chip. All right, Brian Maxwell said, "Gotta be Kyle Van Noy. Needs someone to make a play. He'll do it." It's a good uh, one. Kyle Van Noy is a really good one. Tanner Wall said, "Max Hall, because all he does is win." So I'm thinking. So a couple people said Max Hall. He, I, and he's, he's huge. He's more of a he's more of a Maverick type to me, though. But see, right? but here's the deal, I mean, though:
1: if you needed to get into a fight. Um, Max Hall, you, for those that have seen Max Hall, That's the true. guy's very fit. I, I'm going to take Max Hall in any any type of situation where I need some physicality.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, and that dude's intense, and I love it. I love it. Casey Adams Casey Adams said Kalani, and at BYU underscore CJ said, the one and only Kalani Satake, I feel like he would cut a fool if they mess with me and then immediately try to sew them up. <laughs> Very true. Very, very nice. Very good, kind man. Uh, Russell Grizz said, "I'd want to say Jimmy Mack, but no way is he the wingman type. So can I be his wingman? Yeah, I don't see Jim McMahon as a wingman. He's 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 Iceman. He's got he's Ice He's man. he's, he's, he's got to blaze his own path. Oh, <laughs> he's yeah, Iceman.
1: Man.
0: <laughs> yeah, he is Iceman. Man. Uh, Jeff B. Singer said, Kyle Wh- Whittingham. I think Jeff's a Ute fan, but really, honestly, Kyle Whittingham is not a bad choice." I think uh, he's a
1: former Cougar.
0: No, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, it fits, and uh, he's intense. He's competitive. He's loyal. Yeah, Kyle, he'd be a great one. Um, Okay, so you mentioned Jaron Hall. So ESPN's Mel Kuyper lists Jaron Hall as the early number six quarterback prospect for the 2023 draft. What do you think, Shep, about that placement at number six? Do you feel like we've seen enough from Jaron Hall to be confident in this?
1: Yeah, I do, and that's high praise for Jaron Hall. And it's yeah. well-deserved high praise. And I, I was afraid that he was not going to get the recognition that I think he deserves. Because um, I expect a big season out of Jaron Hall this year. I, I really, really do. So when I saw that that Kuyper had him listed that high, I I was really pleased with it. Because look, Mel Kuyper... He he's not in this business to make friends. He's he's right, very right. analytical in what he does. He watches the film. He, he so this this is very. There's nobody in terms of draft prospects that that is more prepared or better known for that than Mel Kiper Jr. So if Mel sees something in you, then I, that says a lot. Then
0: it's legit. Yeah, yeah, that says
1: a lot. And let's be honest, that's also you know. That's coming from other places. He's, he's talking to, to other teams and organizations. And th- this, is, this is him looking at, t- at the tape, but he's also like asking, where do, you, where do you have these guys falling? And he's putting all this stuff together to compile these types of lists. And the fact right. that, that, that Jaron is where he's at, that, that speaks very highly of Jaron Hall and, and what he can do.
0: So cool for him. Um, I'm I'm excited to see what he can do this season. I personally think we maybe haven't seen quite enough from Jaron Hall. He had a great season. He obviously has all the right tools. I want the guy to stay healthy and I want to see what he can do through an entire season. And I think if he can do that, I mean, that's always our worry, right? Can he stay healthy? Can you you know, not have some concussions and, and uh, just keep your body healthy. And that's such a hard thing to do in college football. It truly is, but I would love to see uh, Jaren Hall just have a great healthy season. And so we can see really uh, what he's got. And then, and then I, I mean, if that's possible, I, I definitely think he, he could be the number six quarterback prospect for the draft. So I guess we'll see what happens in the future. And Shep, just so you know, Mm -hmm. you can be my wingman anytime you want. All right. Ah, Thank you, Lauren. Yeah. Appreciate you. Thanks for coming on with me. And coming up, former BYU star linebacker Isaiah Kafusi joins me to discuss being a dad, his brother Jackson, and BYU football in 2022. Don't go anywhere. This is Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean. Joining me now is former BYU star linebacker who played from 2016 to 2020, and who is now trying to make it as a professional golfer. Isaiah Kapusi. What's up, Isaiah?
2: Hey, Lauren. Thanks for having me on.
0: I'm just kidding. I know you're not actually doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I watched you on BYU Sports Nation and I saw that you, you've you been golfing all summer. How's that going?
2: You know, it's, it's a good hobby. I love it. Um, I love to get outdoors. I, I've been going pretty early in the morning. Uh, I like to go at like 6 a.m. So it's a good kind of, uh, you know, reliever for me, stress reliever. So it's awesome.
0: 6 a.m. So you like to be the only one on the golf course.
2: Yeah. I like to get out early uh, before the sun comes up. That way I don't, you know, I'm not spending too much time out on the golf course and away from family. So it's it's Uh my happy medium.
0: Hey, what a good guy. I love that. I wish my body woke up that early without kids. (laughs) All right. Well, besides golf, what are you up to these days?
2: After, you know, I was kind of pursuing the NFL. um, I decided that I would hang up the cleats and I got a job at Adobe. So I've been working Cool. As a business development rep at Adobe, uh, it's been about six months and um, helped Baylor Romney get a job there as well. So Baylor and I have Not been no working way. together and it's been good. You know, transitioning is, I'm sure, is never easy and it hasn't been easy. You know, I, I definitely miss the game and I miss being around the guys and playing football. But at the end of the day, you know, its it pays my bills and I'm happy doing it and, uh, you know, spend a lot of time with family. So that's kind of what I'm up to.
0: Well, I have no doubt that you're going to be successful at whatever you do. You're such a great guy, a really hard worker. But like you mentioned, I'm sure that transition is extremely hard. Would you say it's it's harder than you expected it to be, or were were you kind of gearing up for what you're feeling now?
2: You know, um, that's a great question. I've always had kind of a great mindset around football that you know one day it's going to end. I've been blessed to have my father and my uncles and cousins and so many people that have been around the game and have played the game and eventually it has ended for them so I think I've always had a great kind of mindset that you know football is an avenue to a lot of different goals um, but it's not the only avenue and so it has been tough to, to you know not be in the locker room and not have um, you know games to look forward to and you know, plays to make. Uh, I think that's kind of the part that I miss most about it is my teammates and being able to play football and the relationships with my coaches. But at the end of the day, I'm happy where I'm at. And I'm very, very extremely um, satisfied with the way my football career had gone. I, I gave it my best shot and uh, had a lot of fun and made a lot of fun relationships.
0: I love that. And you, you played in the alumni game, didn't you, Isaiah?
2: Yeah, I did. Um, I don't know. I'm sure you <laughs> yeah. saw Brian Keel catch the ball right over my head. So. I
0: actually didn't know it was over your head, but now we all know. Oh, good. No, yeah. that, that was fun. What was that like for you to be able to get out on the field again?
2: Oh, you know, Lauren, that was one of the coolest experiences I think I've had. Um, it's just so many you know, names that I have heard, you know, throughout the program and that I know, you know, I watched growing up, right. Like like Brian Keel, I watched him and, you know, idolized him in his game and one as well, and just so many different guys. And it was cool to get the different generations to come together. Right. You know, just talking with some of the guys that played in the eighties and the nineties and the early 2000s, a very unique experience was very, you know, humbling and and just a great reminder of the rich tradition that BYU has as a program and the brotherhood that we have. You know, no matter what time you played at BYU, there's just a rich brotherhood and you know made so many connections and it was just one of the greatest and coolest experiences that I've had.
0: I love that, and I know Kalani does a great job of welcoming welcoming back all the different generations of players and making them feel like. Lavelle Edwards Stadium and BYU is still their home. Isaiah, yeah. Father's Day is around the corner, and you became a dad to Foster while you were still playing football. How did it change you? becoming a dad?
2: I mean, I I could go on and on. I think there's so many ways to answer this question and, you know, so many feelings I think that are just hard to describe in words of, you know, becoming a father. But I, I think ultimately for me, it gave my, just my life and my, kind of my trajectory perspective. There was more to life and more to me than just putting on the helmet and going out and playing and representing my school. It, it just put my life into perspective, you know, that there's a, a bigger purpose now and and there's my why and something to work hard for and to you know strive to be the best for. And so, um, was was not the easiest, I would say. Right, there was you know a lot of, of struggles and challenges um, that were that came along the way with having a child and, and being in school and playing football mm-hmm. and trying to pursue it. But it was um, definitely you know one of the, the greatest. Um, I don't want to say accomplishments because I don't think it's an accomplishment, but just, just one of the greatest <laughs> joys that I've, that I've had, you know, being able to to bring foster and um, we're actually expecting a, another boy mm. as well in August. And so <laughs> looking forward to, to another crazy one running around the house, but um, it, it definitely was, was what I needed at that time as well. Uh, you know, having a, a son and being able to, to, play for a greater purpose and to to prepare and and be the best that I can be for someone
0: else. So dang cool. So dang cool. And shout out to your wife too, because that's, that's a difficult thing to balance that for both of you while you're playing because it's so time consuming. And congratulations on having another boy and coming from me who has two boys, Isaiah. It's crazy. Um, What was, what was your reaction when you found out you and your wife were having another boy?
2: Oh, we were just, you know, beyond ecstatic. Um, really excited. We love foster and just the energy and, and, you know, all the joys and the craziness. So we're, you know, we're just looking forward to multiplying that by another one and, um, (laughs) just, just having fun with it.
0: That's awesome. Your little brother is still on the team. Jackson, what do you expect to see from him this season?
2: Yeah, I expect a lot, you know, he's, he's now one of the veterans of in the group and, uh, you know, he's been battling some injuries and he's coming back. And um, I, I expect him, though, to, to really establish himself as a leader and just as, as one of the older guys who the younger guys can rely on, um, you know, to pass on his knowledge and his, um, you know, routines that he's had and, and that he's established from some of the older guys, you know, that he's been around. And so um, expect him, you know, to, to really solidify himself in that room to make plays, uh, I, I think he's, you know, destined for for a great year and a healthy year. So really excited about him um, in, in that room, as, along with the other linebackers. But, um, you know, one of my greatest joys was playing with my brother. And, and I love watching him play. I love watching him develop into his own player that, that he is. And, um, you know, really excited for him for this year and to just watch him really explode onto the scene.
0: We're all rooting for him this season, hoping he can stay healthy. When you look at the 2022 season as a whole, you know, you're familiar with a lot of the guys that are still on the team. What would you say gets you most excited when you see who's coming back?
2: Oh, man, a lot of things. Um, Obviously, you know, I'm biased towards the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I I think the offensive side of the ball is is very solidified. Um, Great foundation there in the offensive line, the quarterback play, the receiver room. Uh, and the running back room, you know, having Chris come in from Cal. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, they, that they are going to, you know, have a great year and it's kind of expected. Um, but really excited about the defensive side of the ball. You know, it's a big, big time schedule. There's a a lot of great offensive teams that we're going to be playing in Oregon and Notre Dame. And, you know, really excited to just see how the defense is really going to step up, how they're going to make plays. I think that's going to be the biggest key this season is, um, how can we get the offense, the ball? And I, mm-hmm. I think that was evident in our 2020 season, right. With Zach Wilson. And, and, you know, that was our mentality is, how can we give these, these offensive, you know, players the ball again, right. We want to see Zach mm-hmm. score and play and, and, and make a lot of plays. And I think that they're dangerous. And to me this year, this season seems pretty similar in the sense that the defense really needs to create turnovers needs to find ways to, to, you know, Get stops on, on you know three and outs and and fourth down stops create turnovers where they can create sacks and uh, just really give the offense a chance to shine. So I, I think that's to me is the biggest key to this season. And um, you know you don't want to you don't want to face an easy schedule, right? So I think that they have um, a great schedule to really put some some good you know film out and, and put some good stuff on paper. So we'll see.
0: You mentioned that some of the teams are playing are phenomenal offensively which is obviously difficult on the defense um creates a challenge so you mentioned on BYU Sports Nation that you thought 10 wins was realistic but what what do you think are what are the realistic expectations for the season in terms of wins when you look at the entire schedule
2: yeah I think I'm going to stand by 10 wins um the the 9 10 11 win range is I, I think kind of the standard now for BYU um And I think going to the Big 12, it could change because, you know, there's going to be a lot of growing pains, you know. But I think Kalani and the staff understand what it takes to now compete um, at a very, very high level and to kind of break that 10 win uh, bubble. So uh, I'm pretty confident that if the defense can can get takeaways, if they can create turnovers um, and hold you know, some of these high scoring and high performing teams to, you know, minimal yardage rushing and passing. And then, you know, as well as points scored, I think that the offense is good enough and great enough to be able to produce. So uh, 10 wins to me is kind of the the bar that's set there. Um, and I, I know that the guys can do it. I know that Kalani and, his, and the staff are more than capable of 10 wins. So would love to see that happen. And Um, you know, it starts, you know, it started yesterday, really. That's where the mindset is, you know, all the work, you know, in the off season is really going to be, um, shown and seen during the season. So really excited about it and excited to just watch the guys play.
0: You need to be an analyst, Isaiah, (laughs) you, you have a gift. I'm serious. You are so good at this. My last question for you is your, your cousin Corbin is getting some national publicity for his catch. With the Tampa Bay Bandits. <laughs> what did yep. you think of all that? What did you think of a big old lineman getting a catch?
2: Oh, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I was, I mean, I, I probably could have, I probably lost my voice in the 20 seconds of that catch. <laughs> it, I, was, I mean, I was sitting with my family, we were at the table, and I, I turned the TV on and saw the game on. And I'm like, oh, Corbin's playing. So I threw it on, and that was the very next play was, you know, it was fourth down, <laughs> fourth and three. And so I was watching Corbin, saw him line up as a tight end, and you know when he ran out on that route my heart rate just started to increase and I'd like throw it to him throw it to him throw it to him go court, go run run and I just I was getting so excited you know it was just being able to watch him do that and it, it was so it was fun it was cool and you know very athletic you know guys he's one of the most athletic big oh, guys yeah. I think around and uh, he, he definitely deserved that moment
0: absolutely if only he would have scored he was so close so so close all right we have maybe isaiah 30 Caffucci.
2: pounds he would have scored <laughs> yeah
0: that's true <laughs> i'm with isaiah kafusi former byu linebacker isaiah thank you so much for coming on with me today and good luck with everything in your future
2: thank you so much lorna i appreciate you guys having
0: me on and that does it for us today thanks again to isaiah kafusi and jason shepherd for coming on the show with me You can join the Cougar Tailgate virtually, of course, every Saturday at noon Mountain Time, or download, rate, and review our podcast on Apple TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. This is Cougar Tailgate.